welcome everyone. We are here in the Pioneer Room at Trinidad State College for another TSC Trojan Talk. Uh, I am Omar Kano, and I'm here today with Coach Suazo from the softball team. How are you, sir? Uh, good morning, and thank you for having me. Of course, my pleasure. Um, softball season is, is in full motion now, huh? How's it going? Good. Um, you know, we took a road trip early in the year down to uh, Nevada and played some really good teams. Then the following week, went down to Texas, played some ranked teams as well, and uh, picked up a few wins. And uh, currently, we're five and eight on the season right now. And of course, we still have a lot of season left. Right, uh, right now, of course, Mother Nature has not been the easiest for us. Uh, we really haven't had a chance to practice on our field mm -hmm. uh, since season started. But hopefully, this week uh, we'll have our first home game on Thursday against Colorado Northwest Community College, Northwestern Community College. And uh, that will be at 11 and 1 on Thursday, providing that we have no weather, correct? Oh, wow. And uh, that's, that's kind of insane because, like, I play football, so weather doesn't really affect. And it, it, so even playing in cold, like, undesirable conditions, it still feels like home. And um, how much do you think that affects your players not being able to practice on your field? Well, I think, you know, you need the reps. Right. Okay. I mean, we've been hitting consistently since we've been back, but, you know, my infielders and outfielders, they need reps. Right, you know, they right. need balls coming at them, different angles. Uh, and uh, that's kind of hurt us so right. far early in the year where some costly, you know, miscues have uh, caused, you know, the other team to get some runs that they probably wouldn't have if we would have had more dirt time. But mm -hmm. the girls are working hard and, uh, you know, they understand it. Uh, but yeah. Uh, sometimes, you know, teams do definitely need to get out there and have practice time. Yeah, yeah. No, there's nothing like feeling your grass, your own grass, right? Like, I'm sure, I mean, I know down in Texas, softball is huge. Uh, the weather is very, very favorable. And, you know, <clears throat> I know they're, they're a tough team. I think you were playing Midland, right? Correct. Um, and uh, I could totally... I could totally see that, you know, and, and I'd imagine some of your players get a little frustrated because they know they're better and those mishaps happen and it's just like, oh. The, the whole point of setting up that schedule this year, uh, knowing that the team I have, which is very capable of playing really well, was to play some of the best teams that will probably make it to the national tournament. Uh, in Region 5, Odessa and Midland, one of those two teams will go to the national tournament, mm -hmm. and we played them. Uh, when we went down to Nevada, uh, we played Eastern Arizona, Central Arizona, Arizona Western, Pima. One of those four teams will come out of that region to go to the national tournament. So it was good for us to, to play some really good teams. And uh, I don't think our team got disappointed, you know, the fact that we got beat while we were down there. They just know that we need to get better mm -hmm. if we want to play that type of competition. And for me, I will never shy away from competition. I never have in my 18 years here at Trinidad State. Uh, it's always my motto is to be the best. You got to play the best. Facts, and we'll, yeah. conti we'll continue to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, iron sharpens iron, right? So um, I, I like that. And I, and I really think that's a great approach because, like you said, you're going to meet them at the end of the year. Uh, so obviously it's a matter of getting there. Um, but, you, yeah, you want to set that bar high for yourself, and then maybe that will push your players a little bit more. Maybe you'll get that one player who's going to surprise you because it hit them personally. You know, like we have – I know there's quite the competitive crowd, 
uh, not only for softball, but in, I think in TSC in general. I mean, a lot of the athletes here, as soon as you present a competition for them, they are all in. It doesn't matter. I mean, you were there for the dodgeball tournament, and oh, my God, did, did everybody get into it. Right. Which, by the way, thank you for participating on that. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a little bit older than all the other coaches, <laughs> so when I get a chance to help out, I can. But, you know, for I, I try to tell my girls this. You know, the season, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Mm -hmm. And I've always believed that it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And we have a lot of season left. Uh, the girls are going to get better. And, uh, you know, definitely looking forward to seeing what my girls can do. And also, once we start playing at home, um, you know, I think the fans will see some really good softball. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's, let's hope... Uh Let's hope putting these podcasts together help get a little bit more friends. I, I know you have quite the following already, uh, which is a great support from, from our community. Um, but though that's a great, exciting field to be at, and I, and I hope to see the stands completely packed on a regular season, obviously during playoff season um, as well. <clears throat> um, so tell me about like, some of the highlights of, of your season so far. Like, what, what are you seeing that you didn't think you were going to experience this year? I think uh, some growth and some freshmen early, which is always nice because, you know, there is that transition from high school ball, travel ball to college ball. And uh, some of my freshmen are really stepping up and, and understanding that, yes, the game's a little bit quicker, a little bit faster, but they're adapting. Uh, one freshman in particular right now is Mia Bailey from El Paso, Texas. Uh, she's currently leading the team with a 561 batting average. Nice. So uh, she's, uh, she's getting on base for us. Uh, uh, I have a transfer sophomore, Mia Flores, who is currently second in the nation in RBIs and first in home runs currently uh, with 11, and she's hitting 488. So, you know, those two individuals that are new to the program mm -hmm. uh, are really kind of setting the bar. But then, you know, I do have a couple of sophomores, you know, that played last year that are continually staying the same as they were or, or even better. And that's uh, Sierra Spencer hitting 400 and Zoe Stewart, 385. Both of them were all region selections last year. So, um, yeah, I, I think the biggest factor is seeing my freshmen grow. But a lot of them have had humble pie early, which mm -hmm. is typical. Yeah. And uh, I just hope that they understand that, you know, there is success in failure. And if they can find that success, then this game will be a lot easier for them. Yeah, I mean, that term growing pains, is, it's, it's real. You know, we feel it physically when we're actually growing. Um, but some of us forget about that when uh, the mental side of it, right? Those, those pushes that finding your edge and then seeing how it feels on the other side of it, it's hard. It's difficult. And these girls coming into this environment in higher competition, strong, like you said, stronger, faster. And uh, seeing them succeed is very exciting because, um, you know, they're coming back next year. If, if I had a magic pill or a key <clears throat> so I can turn a switch to allow my players to have that mental toughness, which they need, I would never lose a game. Yeah. But the, the mental aspect of this game is so... Boy, I tell you, it just takes a toll. You know, you can go 0 for 4, even though I see that that person might hit the ball really well, those four at-bats, but for them, they just see 0 for 4. Right. And um, so, yeah, you know, the biggest part, I think, is just keeping them abreast of, hey, you know, you're going to have failure. Uh, it's who's going to come back from it quicker. 
Uh, the other thing I've really preached with my girls is making adjustments. You know, we, we went down to Texas. We saw a kid, you know, just blowing heat. And then the next game we saw a spinner, you know, and, and we just couldn't make the adjustments as quickly as we, I would like. And, and that's part about growing as a softball player is making those adjustments and good teams make those adjustments earlier. And they're doing that. And uh, like I said, you know, 13 games in, we're still early in the season. Uh, you know, talk to me when we've got 30, 40 games in the season and right. you'll probably hear some different stories. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And yeah, you know, and, and, and the other part, I don't think they realize that that's a strategy. You put someone that throws nothing but heat, you get the team accustomed to that. And then here comes someone who just, as you call it, a spinner. And it's like now you've gotten your body accustomed to a certain way. And it's like that's that's a strategy. And it's not going to be just at this level. It's going to be at every level that they enter. You know, and even even in the real world, I mean, you have different personalities either above your head or as your peers in, in the work world or socially. And you have to adjust to them, you know, or else you're just going to go through life wondering why I can't succeed at X, Y, Z, you know, so. I mean, you hit the nail on the head right there. You know, as a coach, you know, we try to teach life skills. Uh, yeah, we teach the game of softball, mm -hmm. but in reality, we're teaching these young individuals life skills that when they leave Trinidad State, they're going to be successful. And I've been very fortunate, you know, coaching 18 years here at Trinidad State and seeing the success that I've had from former players who have now become really good individuals in society. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's always good to see. That's the whole point. You know, we, we teach them life skills. Right, right. No, yeah, I've, I mean, I, I met, I think, one who wasn't a player before and she became an assistant coach. Seemed like a great person, very much involved with the students and making sure that they're doing the right thing and kind of teaching them what you taught her, essentially. And, uh, and I think it's great. I think, um, I think you push your players uh, a lot and not just on the field, but at home. <clears throat> I mean... You, you come out and you check on them, make sure they're good, make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I think in the two years I've been here, I think softball has had the highest GPA out of all the teams, which is a great achievement. That doesn't necessarily involve swinging the bat. Um, and I think that's a, you know, that has a lot to say about you and how you lead your team. So I appreciate that very much. Well, you know, we talk about students first, right? <clears throat> okay, when you say student athlete, what's before athlete? Right, student. right. And so that's one thing we try to instill in every team that I coach, that you are a student here first, athlete second. If I have practice at 2 o'clock and one of my students says, hey, coach, I need to go see this teacher, you know, because I didn't understand what she said in the assignment, go see the teacher. You know, uh, academics are definitely first. Um, I have a couple of girls going to be traveling to go see Supermax, and we have a game that day. And I told them, I said, when's your opportunity are you going to have to go see visit Supermax, right? Uh, some of my criminal justice kids. And I said, yeah, you're going to miss a game, but this is a life, t you know, event that you will pass. You, you can't pass it up. Right. And right. so, but academics are always first. And, uh, you know, we definitely strive to have the highest academics and it's, you know, with any sport you're, you're juggling, you know, crazy times right. and, uh, you know, trying to fit in, but you know, we definitely stress time management. That's huge. And uh, the individuals that can get that time management down early, you know, they leave here as academic All-Americans. Yeah, yeah. No, I believe it. I mean, I, I've seen it even, you know, I, I've, 
I've seen you sacrifice a game for the sake of their personal well-being. You know, we could have a thousand examples. We'll leave the details out of it. But I, I've witnessed you take their growth over your team's growth as in the season. Um, and I think that's a commendable thing to do because, you know, not a lot of people are willing to do that. You look good by how your record looks at the end of the year. But to you, you feel good. It seems like you feel better if you know that your students are going to be well taken care of despite how the season goes. I think, you know, coaching is hard today. Mm -hmm. not going to lie. Um, <clears throat> kids today are a lot different than when I started 18 years ago. Um, but, you know, I'm very old school in my coaching, and um, I still hold my athletes accountable. And I think success is because you hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. um, it's not easy. It's not easy being a coach when you have to hold somebody accountable because then sometimes they feel like, ah, you know, coach doesn't like me or blah, 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 this, blah, that. But in reality, life is hard. Right. And you're going to have a boss yep. who holds you accountable. You're going to have a boss who expects you to be on time. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a boss who expects you to read that email, right? And that, those are the traits that I'm instilling in my girls when they move on so that they reply back to an email that they are on time and they understand that there are consequences for those choices, good or bad. So, but yeah, coaching, you know, I applaud my, my fellow coaches here at Trinidad state because coaching at the junior college athletics, people don't realize this is we have turnover every year. Yep. Okay. And kudos to coach Folda who's won back-to-back -back championships and he's going for a third this year. Uh, you know, people thought, you know, when I won back to back in 2017 and 18, I should win it again in 2018, 19, you know, for a three peat. But you have different dynamics. You have new kids coming in. And, you know, of course, that's always a goal, but it's not as easy as people think. You know, yeah, you win one, but sometimes, you know, it's, it's hard. And kudos to my fellow coaches who are out there grinding it out and uh, really putting in the work. You know, a lot of times I don't think our coaches get enough credit. Uh, I think a lot of our coaches by the community are, like you said, based off our records. Yeah. When, when yet they don't see the little things of what they're doing for our athletes. Yeah. So kudos to my fellow coaches here at Trinidad State. Yeah, no, like I, I, I totally agree because it's those things that are not on paper that you guys do that <clears throat> make the big impact. You know, like baseball had a flag football theme going on that I found out towards the end of their flag football season. Um, that has nothing to do with baseball, but everything to do with morale with the team. Um, and I hope that's, that's going to reflect on their, um, on their record. But even if it doesn't, it's gonna, it reflects on them and their bond and how they get along with each other outside of the field. And speaking of bond, you know, I think us coaches have a great bond with our athletic director, Mike Salvato. You know, uh, he's been here longer than all of us, and he bleeds navy blue. Yeah. blue gold, however you want to call it. Uh, <clears throat> and the same thing with the support from Dr. Epper currently and, and the staff and colleagues here. I'm very blessed, you know, where I can say that I'm part of a family. Yeah. Uh, I've had opportunities to leave and uh, I've continually stayed because when you're part of a family, you know, other people have your back, you have their back. And I bleed Trojan, Trojan. Yeah. I'm a Trojan proud person. Yeah. That, and, and I can tell, and, and I know, I just, I just found out from talking with Mike uh, last week 
he's been here for 30 years. Literally, from the moment he graduated, he's been working here, you know, at any given position uh, available to him. So I think I think he's a very, very big part of the success of our athletic program. Um, I, I could totally tell how he he is there to support his entire uh, department, and not just coaches, but also um, the student athletes, which I think think it's important you know his door is always open and there's always either a coach or a student in there having a conversation with him um, and him and I keep in contact with certain housing needs and stuff like that so I really I really like that and I and I agree with you I, I it does feel like a family here <clears throat> excuse me I I live here quite literally and um, I, I f usually feel uncomfortable in this kind of environment but it's just been such an easy transition for me to take on my life professionally and personally and be within the confines of the, of the campus. Um, I, think it's, I think this is a great institution to not only work for, but to come here and grow yourself as an individual, both athletic and uh, academically. I've been coaching 42 years, so wow. probably older than you. Wow. Oh, uh, just short. There I'm, you go. I'm 43. So, okay. Yeah. So, and... I realized very early that when you love something, you never work a day of your life. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I love what I do. You know, I, I have a passion for it. Uh, do I make mistakes? 100%. You know, do I reach every player? No. Right. But the end result is to make the person better than what they were when they got here. Not just necessarily ac athletics, but as an individual, mm -hmm. you know. Maybe somebody came here kind of shy. They left here outgoing. Right. Um, I am proud to say that the majority of my players are still friends today. Uh, a lot of weddings that I've attended in the last couple of years, and those softball players were in that wedding, um, which is nice because they formed a bond playing softball, and they became sisters for life. And, amazing. And I enjoyed that. Right, right. I bet that's an amazing thing to witness, for sure. And, you know, and I've seen you post some of those, uh, some of these highlights, you know, that um, that's not on the stat sheet. Uh, and I think I think that's great because those, those bonds are never going to end at this point. You know, if they're in each other's wedding, I mean, something dramatic would have to happen. But, um, but I think that's amazing. And speaking of your posts, I did see you had a couple students or a student already signed university? That's correct. Uh, Tori Sandoval, who was freshman of the year for Region 9 last year, uh, she signed to Regis University awesome. to, to continue on and get her degree uh, at a very good school. Uh, a couple of sophomores are in talks with a few other colleges. We're just kind of waiting on details, but uh, I'm hoping that they will find a home after this year. And uh, a few are kind of discouraged because, you know, and because uh, they haven't been picked up, but I keep telling them that Right now, every college is in season right now. Yep. Every coach, you know, probably won't make a decision until May. Yep. But I'm very confident that the sophomores that do want to go on and play softball, they will find a home. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I saw it last year um, where, like, you got a few that would sign a little early, um, probably right before the season starts. And then, yeah, and then come May or even April, late April, you start to see all the different schools deciding you know or the students deciding because they end up having options right. for the end of the season so uh, for you ladies who haven't been 
picked up yet is because it's not even the season to get picked up. Right. You know. And currently I have 13 former Trojans playing at the next level right now uh, that are juniors or seniors. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw, I mean, a couple of them were my RAs, so I, I saw some of their updates too. And the, the cool part is when you post when they're opposing each other, and they're all old teammates from TSC, and then they're playing against each other at the next level. And I think that's that's so great. It's almost like an all-star team getting back together, you know? Right. And and they enjoy that, too, you know, seeing each other and rooting for each other. So, yeah, I'm very blessed. Awesome. Um, how's it going with recruiting for next season for you? Uh, I'm done, basically, for my 2024 class. Wow. Um, <clears throat> I'll have 14 individuals coming in. Uh, the farthest, I've got a girl coming from Alaska. Okay. Uh, I have two coming in from Texas. And then I have, I think, four or five from Colorado and uh, the rest from New Mexico. So very talented. And then I have one from Utah who actually will wrestle and play softball for us. Oh, nice. Her sister actually played for me 10, 11, I think. And then she was my assistant coach in 2017, mm-hmm. Casey Prevedel. Her sister, Josie, is coming to play softball and wrestle. Um, Casey is now played at Adams State, played internationally, and now she's currently the assistant softball coach at Laramie High School up in Laramie, Wyoming. Oh, wow. But uh, speaking of sisters, that would probably be my eighth sister combination that I've had play for me Wow! in my 18 years. That's that's amazing. So I've had their older sister and then I had their younger sister play for me. That's great. I mean, that just, that just, that right there should be a stat in itself, right? Like when the family, because those decisions are obviously helped by their parents and you've probably made an impact on the older sister. Therefore, it's like, it's almost a shoe in um, for them to come. Not saying that it is, uh, but, um, but it's a little easier, right? You know the family, you know, and they know you, so they trust you. Right. And I, and I think that's a big part of um, of your ability to recruit. Like, literally, you said you're done in your seasons. Yeah, I'm looking at 2025s right now. Yeah. I've got 10 spots for that class. Uh, two individuals have reached out, you know, and we're, we've been in communication. But, uh, you know, this summer, you know, my main goal will be looking at 2025 kids. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's great. That now you could focus on your, you could just focus on your team. Correct. And the one you currently have. Um, oh, that's great. It's exciting. It's exciting to to see the progress. Um, what else you got? You got any other highlights coming up, or what's your? Uh, who do you think is your biggest challenge coming? In the region? Yes. Um, it's kind of wide open this year. You know, uh, of course, we lost to the championship game last year to Northeastern. Um, they have a new team. Uh, I think a team that's kind of surprising right now is Luna Community College. They've got some big hitters. Nice. Um, McCook has their returning uh, all-region pitcher. Um, so, you know, I think it's going to be wide open. Uh, it's going to come down to who plays well that particular weekend since we have a four-game series mm-hmm. with each, each team in the region. Uh, for us, our goal is to split on the road and win at home, yeah. uh, and that's going to be key. you know, for our region. So if we can win our home games and split on the road, then we'll be successful. If we can do both, that's even better. But, uh, yeah, it's going to come down to, you know, who plays really, really well on that particular weekend because on any given day, anybody can be beat. Um, But I would say that the region pretty much, you know, is wide open. I'm not going to say who's up there and who's not, uh, just based on the schedules because 
a lot of the Region 9 teams have done very similar to what we've done, right. played some really good teams. Yeah. So their records are not indicative of who they are or mm -hmm. can be. Uh, I always look at it as we just got to take care of us. Yeah. You know, can't worry about who's on the opposing side, you know, because each team pulls on their pants up the same way and, you know, puts on their helmet, ready to go, steps in the box. It's just a matter of who's going to be on their A game that day. Yeah. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, we're, we got a few more home games this year, and uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, for me, you know, right now I'm 21 wins away from 500. Nice. And it's, it'd be a nice goal to get out of the way early rather than wait till the end of the year. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes that's just hanging over your head. But, right. uh, you know, th those victories are every single girl that has ever put on this uniform of to be a Lady Trojan. And, and uh, every, I always tell my girls that the wins are theirs. Mm -hmm. the losses are mine and, and I'll continually say that because they play the game okay uh, they go up there and get the hits and they go up there and pitch a shout out whatever you know uh, my coaching is during the week and my weekends are I try to manage the game as best as I can so that I could put my team in a situation where we have a chance to win mm -hmm. but uh, you know this this group here team at number 18 they're working hard you know they're working hard in the classroom um you know we get on the field you know they understand that you know just get the job done yep. and uh we're gonna get better yeah. and i'm very excited uh, i'm looking forward to us getting better and having the season that i truly believe we can i mean the ultimate goal is to win a region championship and head to alabama for the national tournament and this year it's different you know, every year since I've been coaching, we've had a regional playoff where we've had to play the winner of Region 6, and that would mean going through Butler Community College, where this year we're our own district. So whoever wins Region 9 this year gets an automatic bid to the national tournament in Alabama. Oh, man, that's exciting. So there's a, it's a big goal. Yeah, yeah. And our team is aware of it, and they, they definitely want to get to Alabama this year. Well, let's go, you know. Let's, well, let's go out and support our team. Um, obviously... Coach Suazo has a lot uh, planned for for his ladies, and um, it shows a lot on their effort in in the books. Um, and we are excited to see those efforts on the field. Um, Coach Suazo, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about my program. Of course, man. Anytime. And um, if you have if you ever have any fundraisers coming up or anything of that nature, or anything exciting you want to share, just Oh, I do. I guess let me just add this is that, uh, you know, for anybody listening who made a donation to our new scoreboard, uh, we actually able to meet that goal. Uh, the scoreboard yes. will get shipped out March 17th, and we're hoping that the city will be able to put that up sometime early April so that we can finish out the season with a brand new scoreboard. Um, and of course, that scoreboard would not just be used for us, but the uh, the youth of our community will be able to use that school board during their summer leagues. So if you're listening and you're part of the hundreds of individuals that made donations for a large task that we had to raise a large amount of funds, thank you from the bottom of my heart. That is such a great way to end this. Uh, nothing better than to see the community get together to help their youth um, have an experience that uh, maybe they wanted at some point. I mean, I play Little League Baseball, and I played that all-star game in that field, and having that fancy scoreboard 
Believe it or not, it makes a difference. The grass is the same. The dirt is the same. That fence is the same thing. For some reason, that scoreboard is just this next level. So um, congratulations to you for helping get that scoreboard up. And congratulations to the community uh, for helping out and making sure that um, Trinidad is not only a college town, but one for the youth coming up through Little League or any kind of sport that they want to participate in. Um, so again, Coach, thank you so much for all your work on the field with uh, students in the books and now also in the community. Um, we, we all really appreciate that, and, uh, and I hope we get to speak about a lot of uh, exciting things coming up soon. Appreciate right. it. Thank you. Thank you, sir.